The Morning News Express on WFMD. Good morning, 301-694-WFMD. That's the uh, number if you want to text in a question for the mayor of the city of Frederick. Mayor Michael O'Connor on uh, WFMD. We were talking earlier about maybe expanding the charter government, expanding the Board of Education, or not education, excuse me, uh, Board of Aldermen. And, and I wonder if that kind of goes in hand. You were talking about whether or not we should be districts or whatever. Uh, there's another story out there talking about how the uh, city is joining an alliance um, and race in revolving um, race and equity. Um, would this kind of encompass that because some districts are not being served as well as others? I'm not sure that the two things are, are completely related. One of the things we would obviously have to look at if we're starting to uh, put districts together is how we ensure that those districts meet uh, all the constitutional requirements that a uh, uh, a local election district would have to have in terms of representation. So we want to make sure that we're looking at the, the racial makeup of the city and that we give um, each uh, voting uh, block um, uh, ample opportunity to elect people that look like them. So I think that uh, it, 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 the, the Government Alliance on Racial Equity, GARE, the organization we've joined, is really about making sure that as we look at um, – Everything that we do as a city from our procurement to our human resources to, um, you know, how we function day to day um, is consistent with best practices when it comes to uh, race and equity questions. But certainly when it comes to electing um, our elected officials, if districts become a thing, then we've got to think about, you know, the apportionment of those districts, what uh, what the demographics are of those districts. It's a there's a more complicated, uh, you know, set of uh, calculations that will have to go into um, building districts in the city of Frederick and then how often you reevaluate those um, as the city changes over time. We'll have more with the mayor of the city of Frederick, Mayor Mike O'Connor, coming up on WFMD. Mid-Maryland's authentic free talk. A local legend. Except no substitute. 930 WFMD. Morning News Express at WFMD 641. Let's get right back to our conversation with the mayor of the city of Frederick, Mayor Michael O'Connor. And I don't want to belabor the uh, the issue here, but back to the alliance of the race and equity. There's another story uh, talking about how we want to have an impact statement on, on every ordinance and resolution that goes before the Board of Aldermen determining whether or not it meets a certain criteria when it comes to race and equity. And, and you and I have kind of differed on this when it comes to uh, government. Government. And my question has always been, and why is it that it's uh, something that is important now and wasn't 10 years ago, five years ago, or when you first took office? And and why all of a sudden is there a need and wasn't it seen beforehand? Well, we've actually uh, had the uh, equity impact statements as part of uh, executive summaries for items going to the Board of Aldermen for several years now. So this is not new. Um, we've been doing it for a while. When I came into office, one of the things that we knew that we needed to address was um, our overall um, status when it came to how we were looking at things through an equity lens. Um, I think we... I would say we know the reason why we didn't do it 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago because we didn't care about this stuff as much back then. Um, we were less concerned um, 30 or 50 or 100 years ago about whether or not there were people within our community who were being um, systematically, systemically, um, uh, and intentionally um, held back. Um, we, we didn't give everyone – when the country was founded, we didn't give everyone the right to vote on day one. So clearly we made a decision – 
way back 200 and some odd years ago, we made a decision that only certain people were going to be given that, that, that power. I think what we know 200 and some odd years later, we're more enlightened. We're more enlightened about what we think about those sorts of things. So um, we continue to evolve as a society, and as we do that, um, we're going to undertake these kinds of efforts to make sure that everyone in our community – feels like they are included in the decision-making process, that we're making decisions with everyone in our community in mind. Uh, to me, it's not about doing something special. It's about undoing things that we used to do that were really targeted and unfair. Well, again, I'll go back. My, okay, we're not going to belabor the problem. So we'll, I, I appreciate your answer. So let's talk about the uh, the fact that uh, you had uh, legislation priorities, the, the, the delegation. You've got issues that you want to get taken care of. Have you met with the delegation? Have they been receptive to what you want to do? And what is it that you want from the delegation to bring back to the city of Frederick? Not necessarily the county, but the city of Frederick. Yeah, but I, so we're, we're in a process right now to actually do a little more solicitation from the community about some of those kinds of questions. Um, I don't know that I could list five things that I would say I absolutely want the delegation to. Most of what it comes down to when the when the General Assembly rolls around is making sure that when there's funding decisions being made about state revenues, that uh, Frederick City projects are part of that priority list. Uh, for example, um, the headquarters building received some state funding in the budget a year or two years ago. So those are the kinds of projects when we have them going on. We just want to make sure that our delegation is aware of them um, and can support those initiatives. Uh, we, uh, I, I couldn't give you a list off the top of my head today. I'm, if I went back um, and, and looked through my emails, I'm sure I could find information that we've put in front of the delegation in terms of uh, requests that we have. Uh, none of those are jumping to mind. Um, we know that um, when it comes to transportation projects like Route 15 or um, major infrastructure projects um, like stormwater management, um, where there's opportunities for us to secure uh, state support, we, we want that. So um, uh, management, um, where there's opportunities for us to secure uh, state support, we, we want that. So, um, uh, yes, we, we talk to the delegation regularly. Um, we socialize our ideas with them. And uh, so far, um, they're, they're receptive. Does the county, because it was a story in the, the local paper a couple, well, maybe a week, week and a half ago, maybe even less than that, that city and county officials met. Is that something that doesn't normally happen? And if, if it doesn't, but, you know, why doesn't it? And what came of that uh, particular meeting? I know that I don't think you might have been involved with that, but it was at Board of Aldermen and the county council. What did the, what did the aldermen say to you after that meeting? So going back to when I was on the Board of Aldermen, I would say there was an effort to about quarterly have a meeting where the city and county legislative bodies would sit down and talk about areas of commonality. Um, and, and that went on for a period of time. Um, sometimes it stretched out to more like once every six months, but there was sort of this regular um, conversation. When the pandemic hit, um, a lot of those kinds of Extra meetings kind of fell off the, the radar. Um, I'm appreciative that uh, now that we're sort of looking at that largely in the rearview mirror, that uh, there's an effort to reignite uh, those conversations, conversations both between the Board of Aldermen and the County Council, um, conversations involving the Board of Education as well. So a lot of the discussion, um, as, as I understand it, uh, functions uh, in those areas where there is – where the city and the county have mutual interests, things like 
support for education or growth and development related issues. So uh, nothing has formally come back to uh, my office, to the office of the mayor with any sort of specific uh, request or something that we want to pursue. Uh, How these meetings will result in action legislatively by either the county council or the, or the board of aldermen, I, I think remains to be seen. But I think in, in, you're correct. What's important is that the conversation is going on because if there are issues, um, maybe sitting down and talking about them is when you identify that there's something that needs to be dealt with, either from a financial perspective or a legislative perspective or whatever it might be. We're talking with the mayor of the city, Frederick Mayor Michael O'Connor, and I'm looking at uh, two questions. I'm going to go with uh, with this one here uh, before we let you go, and that is the uh, property that uh, Frederick Brickworks has. They want to add um, a, um, a whole bunch of housing, at least in my opinion, and maybe uh, some retail space in, in Frederick. If I'm thinking of where that property is, right near the Board of Education building, um, is that – a place where we need to be growth oriented when it comes to housing and um you know is this a project that sh- that will go forward if it meets the criteria I think when the road was built to connect that portion of East Street out to Interstate 70, there was always a belief and an intention that what you were creating there was land that was opportune for some kind of development. And while that was, you know, 20 years ago or or, or 15 years ago, whenever the whenever that extension you know opened up, um, it takes some time to sort of figure out what the right. Uh, formula is the city has a, a, a comprehensive plan. It has uh, growth and development um, policies and, and ordinances that any developer would have to follow. Uh, you want those ideas to be aligned. We take into account the public facilities that any growth and development is going to uh, impact and ask the developers to contribute accordingly to uh, whatever they would be creating. Um, we, because we've recently adopted a new comp plan, we're in a little bit of a, of, a, of a state of flux in terms of that transition from perhaps what our old plan said and the ideals and vision of our, of our new plan. I think that's kind of what we're working through here. Uh, but the city has policies that any developer is going to have to follow. And uh, as that continues to move its way through the planning process, the public is going to have ample opportunity uh, to weigh in with the planning commission to uh, make sure that whatever occurs on that property is consistent with uh, the the vision of the city, its residents, and our, our guiding planning documents. Well, Mayor Michael O'Connor, next time that you and I speak, uh, we hope that at that time the Orioles will have wrapped up the uh, the pennant. And uh, I don't know, but I guess the I, think we'll be in the middle, I think we'll be in the middle of the World Series at that point. Yes, at that point. So, you know, and you bring them good luck. You were uh, at the game when uh, Cal Ripken broke the streak. So hopefully you will, can uh, we'll bring all the good the good vibes to the Let's Orioles. Let's go O's. Let's go O's. Let's go Sorry. Orioles. Me and the mayor agree on that. He's a Mets fan. Don't let him fool you, Mayor. Uh, 649, Chris Murray coming up next on WFMD.